Welcome back to Tabbing Into Crypto. Guys, it has been a very long time since I've been behind these mics for one of these episodes, but I couldn't be more excited about the episode I'm joining you on today. My name is Alicia Chapman and I am joined today by Danny Talwa from Coinly. Hey, Danny, how are you? Hey, Alicia. Very good. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Guys, you might recognize Danny's voice. We actually had him on last year. He did a webinar with the guys over at SwiftX about all things tax, how you could apply them. And it was something that you all responded so well to. You loved it. The content was really easy to follow and understand. So we thought we'd get Danny back this year to talk again about tax, but kind of go into what's changed, the trends that we've seen happen. And there has been a couple of different regulation changes since we last spoke as well. So we're going to cover off that stuff today. And of course, as always, some of the questions you guys sent through about all things tax and what you guys need to be looking at at the moment for the end of the financial year. So let's dive in. Danny, since we last spoke, Coinly, talk to us about what's going on in the business and how you guys are going over there. Yeah, thanks. So things are interesting because I suppose since this time last year when we spoke, the market's taken quite a sideways movement. But actually, when you look into it and drill into the tax year and you know, as we're recording this, we haven't quite hit 30th of June yet, but we can see that really not much has really happened if you look at total market cap of crypto prices. But when you actually drill down into that, you can see there's these downswings and upswings. And people that are trading either side of those will have to consider their tax obligations and how they actually navigate their tax return. So we're definitely still seeing a lot of interest in the crypto tax space. Still a lot of people that don't really know where to start and are a little bit confused around it. I'm not also just talking about people that hold crypto, but also accountants that actually have to manage crypto for their clients. You know, it is a new concept for a lot of accountants dealing with crypto, but more and more people actually come to them with issues around crypto assets. Hmm. So yeah, it's just the awareness that I think is increasing. But on top of that, we've seen more and more people get reminder letters from the ATO. Also worth bearing in mind that when you report tax, you often lag a year or or even two years in some cases. So it's really important to actually, you know, cast your mind back to actually when you are making those transactions, if you are preparing your 21 or 22 return now. Yeah, definitely. And if someone hasn't listened to the webinar that we did last year or hasn't come across Coinly yet, can you kind of explain what the platform does and how you help people with their tax? Yeah, sure. So Coinly is essentially a crypto tax platform that allows you to connect all your exchanges and wallets into Coinly. You can upload CSV files as well if you've received, you know, almost like a transaction summaries from wherever you're holding or trading crypto. You can upload all these into Coinly and either use it as a portfolio tracker. So you can actually see how you're going during the year. You know, are you in the green? Are you in the red? Often if you have crypto spread across multiple different exchanges and wallets, it can actually be hard to see where you're at at any one point in time. But through Coinly, you can also prepare tax reports. So you can run all your transactions through Coinly, prepare a tax report. That's a nice, easy to read summary of your income and capital gains at the end of the year. And you can either give that to your accountant, which is recommended, particularly if you're involved in more complex transactions with crypto, DeFi, NFT trading, or if you think you might be running a business. But you can also just use that and integrate it into your tax return. So it'll show you the capital gain summaries, income summaries, maybe you've been staking. If you've got 50% discounts, which we can go into for holding long-term capital gains, Coinly will actually split that out for you. 
So it's a really important and useful tool for people when it does come to tax time so that they can make sure they stay on the right side of complying with the tax rules. We're also seeing a lot of people using the software when they do get the reminder letters for previous years, you know, if they have forgotten to include crypto in prior years as well. So that's essentially what Coinly does in a nutshell. And we don't just support Australia, but we support a load of other jurisdictions like the UK, US, etc. that have capital gain tax. Yes, they're getting very good at sending those reminder letters out. If you even breathe the word crypto, I know quite a few people have had some reminder letters be sent across. And it is really cool. Like, guys, I personally use Coily myself, and I love that it's just the API connection there. You know, you don't have to continually upload. Once you've linked it, it kind of just all comes across from the exchange. And as you said, then allows you to have that portfolio tracker to see what's happening real time in your wallets and with your holdings, which can be really useful, particularly for tax planning as well. You know, most people will engage their accountant for that, but it can give you a high level understanding, which I think is really good. We're in a very different place to where we were 12 months ago where we were talking about tax. You know, the market's changed a little bit. What have you sort of seen happen in your world? What's going on? What are people talking about? Yeah, so one of the main things we've seen is, I guess, just to set the scene here, we haven't got much new guidance out since this time last year. So essentially since mid-2022, the ATO haven't really released a lot more guidance to taxpayers on how they should actually deal with crypto assets. And so where we're at is in a place where the basics are quite simple, so we know the tax treatment for basic transactions or spot trading, if you like. So you know that if you buy crypto and you later sell it for another type of crypto or fiat currency, that is a taxable event for individuals that are subject to CGT. CGT meaning capital gains tax, and we can run through that as well. So we also know that if you spend crypto for goods and services, it's likely to be taxable, or if you gift crypto as well. So we know the basics. There are obviously way more complex ways in which people are using crypto, like in DeFi, trading, NFTs, etc. We don't have a lot of guidance around the specifics on some of these more complex interactions. So timing issues arise and you know, these are issues that are really being debated at higher levels amongst accounting professionals to really get some more clarity around that. And you know, some people may find that uncertainty by just talking to their accountant who can't provide them clear answers on what to do if they've lost crypto or in recent bankruptcies for centralized entities, for example, and so on. So there's some of the, I suppose, the gray areas. But just to go back to, to your initial question, one thing we have seen that's different is guidance on airdrops has changed slightly. So that's probably an interesting one to cover because previously airdrops were always taxed when you received the airdrop, and that would be taxed as ordinary income at the market value when you receive it. So let's say you get an airdrop, you have to work out how much it's worth in AUD terms and record that as income in your tax return. A lot of people were essentially saying, well, is that really fair? I haven't asked for that airdrop. I'm not really expecting it. You might be, who knows, but in general, you maybe receive something of value and you haven't really expected it, earned it, or really asked for it. So there was a bit of debate around this, whether it should be taxable when you first receive it or not. What the ATO have done is they've introduced this new term called initial allocation airdrops. So when you first receive an airdrop and it's the first of its kind, then that won't be taxable as income when you receive it. So that's one of the key changes. It was actually changed in September 2022. So it meant that people that were quick and early on their tax returns 
had to consider whether they actually just amended their tax return and changed it to realize this kind of change. But that's just one of the quirks that's coming through. And we're hoping for more guidance from the ATO quite soon as well. Yeah. And I think that particular change is so beneficial. Like, you know, people in the podcast that we've had, they were getting dropped things all the time. Like, you know, people would be like, oh, check out this project here. I'll send you something. And it was often they wouldn't even ask for it or even have had a conversation. Things just appeared in their wallet. So really cool that they're kind of coming to the party on that. Is there anything that you think that we'll get different guidance on over the next year that has kind of been rumored or spoken about? Not really. I mean, it's really hard because there's a few things going on at the regulatory level at the moment that are perhaps maybe delaying things. So there is a board of tax review that's happening more broadly, which is essentially an independent body that are reporting to Treasury on some of the issues in tax space at the moment, particularly with regards to crypto and digital assets. And so that review has been ongoing. There was a public consultation last year. Coinly actually contributed to that consultation. The findings and the report associated with that has been delayed till September 2023. And so, you know, there's definitely a feeling amongst a lot of tax professionals that a lot of people or the ATO particularly are waiting for those results to come out or the findings to come out before real change and clarity is actually issued. And so all eyes are effectively on this kind of review, which which will come out later this year. And what do you think, like high level, obviously we don't have Christopher, what do you think will come out of that? At the moment, we're at a place where there's a huge number of taxable events with everything you do in crypto. And that's causing a lot of headache for people to manage record keeping, even just a simple transaction going from coin to coin. There's a lot going on for tax purposes. You have to record all your market values when you've purchased, when you then sell and reacquire and so on. And so one of the things that a lot of the industry are hoping is a simplification of certain laws and rules, you know, be it should there be an exemption on tax for a small value At the moment, every dollar of gain you make has to be recorded and reported. And so should there be some kind of exemption? And, you know, I'm not saying there should be or shouldn't, but it's something that is being debated at the moment. And those are the types of things, you know, those simplification concepts are being looked at. And I hope some of them will come through. So, for example, particularly with DeFi and more complex kind of trading, every time you deposit into a liquidity pool, for example, or if you're converting from a crypto token into a wrapped crypto token so eth to wrapped eth really that shouldn't be a taxable event but you know if you read the ato's guidance it's technically a coin to coin transaction and therefore it's taxable and the substance of what you hold is the same it's the same asset you're just using it so it can be essentially in most cases you use it to save gas fees yeah so if you're bidding for nfts on OpenSea, you might bid in wheat but you ultimately pay for that nft in eth so it shouldn't be constant taxable events when you're just wrapping and unwrapping that's just one example so hopefully we see some of that kind of simplification come through i hope so because it is it's such a nightmare at the moment and it does if you strip it back it's like should that actually be considered and the answer that we all come to and assume it is no but <laughs> we say that for a lot of things but it's really nice to hear that other people are sort of broadening their mind and coming to the party as well One of the questions that we got through the most in different various shapes, forms and formats was, how do I not pay tax? Which is a wonderful question. We'd all love to know the answer to that. But I think for you, Danny, reframing that, like, you know, how do we stay compliant? How do we make sure that we're not going to end up with a tax bill? Yeah. So I guess first and foremost, you know, the ATO will likely know you have crypto. So it's not a good place to hide. To stay compliant is really about actually managing your records. I think that's one of the most important things that people don't do and they get to the end of the tax year or financial year and they 
look at what they've done and go, oh, you know, I have no idea what I traded in, in the tax year and, you know, I may have deleted my accounts or forgotten my passwords. And the ATO won't really accept that as an excuse. They expect you to keep records that are up to date, hold it for five years, etc. And so the easiest thing you can do is actually just keep records as you're going along. And that also really helps when you do give that to your accountant so they can easily just work out, oh, here's what you've been doing. And it's clear, you know, what you've been doing with that crypto. So for example, are you running a business? Are you actually trading NFTs as some type of trader or business, in which case the tax treatment will be slightly different? So keeping records is a really important one. Understanding, you know, where your reliefs and allowances are. So you do get 50% discount if you hold crypto for 12 months or more. That's generally if you're an individual that's subject to capital gains tax. So not for businesses. And knowing these allowances and reliefs will also actually help save your tax bill. So another example is a lot of people at the moment have been trading at losses. And you can utilize those losses for benefits either in the current tax year or in the future. So loss harvesting is commonly referred to as if you do sell crypto at a loss, you can potentially use that loss to offset future or current capital gains. And so that can be a huge tax saving that you know, a lot of people might not think about because they've made a loss, they're hurting from their loss that they've traded crypto on and they're thinking, oh, well, why do I have to pay tax or think about tax? So that's just one example, really. Yeah, that's great. And those loss harvesting events, like thinking in that way, how would someone know whether they could do that or not? Yeah, so I, I think if you do want to start looking at the concepts, I guess there's a lot of blogs and education guides out there, you know, and obviously none of this would be tax advice and those guides are definitely not tax advice as well. So take that with a grain of salt but speak to an accountant that understands crypto and understands your position because the benefits you'll get for that are really going to outweigh the costs that they actually charge in their in their annual fee and so have that kind of thought and consideration to the long-term you know portfolio and strategy rather than just looking at the accountant's bill at the end and thinking oh I can do that myself so with the loss harvesting you actually have to realize the loss you have to actually have sold your crypto at a loss in the tax year to then be able to record that in your tax return and potentially carry that forward but you know again if you quickly repurchase the same asset that you've sold just to get the benefit of the tax loss then there is a rule that stops you from getting the benefit. It's called the wash sale rule. Mm -hmm. And it's important because the ATO actually came out last year and reminded people that it applies for crypto and don't wash sell your crypto essentially. And so your accountant will be able to navigate this with you and make sure you stay on the right side. Yeah, the number of times I have seen in a Facebook group people asking about this and being like, oh yeah, I'll just sell it, you know, June 30th and then buy it back in July. And I was like, my God, like anyone that listens to advice in Facebook groups, like you just, oh, it could cost them, cost them a lot. Yeah, it's scary to to look at because, you know, there is a lot of misinformation out there. And it's also worth noting that some of these concepts are global, but each country will apply these rules in different ways. So for example, there are wash sale rules in Canada and they call it the superficial loss rule. And it's actually interesting because we look at this in Coinly to make sure we apply it compliantly for each country. And that's obviously one of the main challenges that we go through as a business is making sure we stay on top of all these regulations which constantly change. But if you look at the US, their superficial loss or wash sale rule arguably doesn't apply to crypto. And that's because their wash sale rules generally apply to securities. And so a lot of people are saying, well, 
you know, you can go and, and wash sell crypto in the US. And I would always, <laughs> I would always say seek advice yeah. from accountants, you know, and, but I'm trying to highlight that it's easy to be confused by information you might read on the internet because there's so many different variables or factors and different nuances between country to country as well that can be picked up as well. So it's just really important to understand who you're kind of reading information from, even if it's just education, where it is, what the source is, who's written it. But really, nothing can be just going to see an accountant and having a chat with them. Mm, definitely. And speaking of misinformation, Danny, you would have access, I'm sure, to a lot of information, but a lot of stories as well, kind of being in the industry and speaking to a lot of people about crypto. What are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make or the things they haven't accounted for that have really hurt them? Yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, it, there really is a, a broad spectrum of misconceptions or mistakes or errors that people make. You know, and let's face it, tax isn't the most simple thing and we just want it done. We don't want to actually deal with applying, you know, any kind of thought to it. It's just one of those things that you wish was just instantly done when you know you have to do your tax return. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things that I do see is people ignore that they actually do have to take responsibility for their own return and action something before the tax deadline of 31 October. And so people may think, oh, you know, I only traded a little bit of crypto and probably okay to leave off in my return. Yeah, that's never going to be the case. The ATO are never going to let that fly. And so it's actually really important to take ownership of it and go, okay, well, what's out there? What do I need to actually do to make sure I'm compliant? What do I need to give to my accountant, be it exchange records, end of year transaction summaries, which I know you can get from exchanges like SwiftX or whether it's the Coindy report, you know, whatever it is, just make sure you're actually on top of that and producing those records. But I suppose on the more kind of beneficial side to people, it's just being aware of those discounts that you can take advantage of if you're trading crypto as an investor, you know, using your 50% discount and potentially it's worth having that in mind when you are going through your trading activities so you know, okay, well, if I've held Bitcoin or each asset for 12 months, I can actually avail of this tax benefit. And so it's just being aware and having a little bit of awareness on your tax obligations just before it actually comes to the time when you're doing your return. But, you know, definitely be upfront, disclose everything to the ATO. Don't wait because you will get reminder letters and prompts. And generally those prompts are less friendly as more time goes on. Yeah, 100%. And I know in the webinar, we really covered like the difference between being a trader and whether this needs to be, you know, something that's going to be added to your personal tax return or whether you may be established as a business. So if you're unsure about that, and you want to be a little bit more information on that, definitely jump back to that episode as well for a bit more in-depth insight into how that all works. Yeah, not disclosing is huge because there's so many people that's like, oh, no, like no one's ever going to know about this. Like it's a hidden bullet. It doesn't have my name on it. Like no one's going to know, especially if, you know, you're playing in the DeFi space. But there have been many horror stories. Danny, have you heard anything else? Has there been any other water cooler chat or industry things that you know have gone on over the last 12 months? The main ones are around just being shocked at how many transactions you can actually rack up when you're going through your end of year kind of records. So, you know, we have accountants that use our platform that run through on behalf of businesses that are their clients, hundreds of thousands of transactions a year. And often it just means that they're, they've agreed to initial fees, which didn't really consider how many transactions the client had or the business had. And, you know, when it comes to actually doing the work, the accountant's gone, oh, wow, this is going to take me hours, even using software to just actually go through and do my diligence and reconcile everything. And 
course, then it's too late to go back to, to the client and potentially ask for more fees. And we hear of a lot of horror stories like that. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you are in a position where you might have a shock at how many transactions you've done, definitely just speak to your accountant about it up front and make sure you get the help you need to actually funnel those transactions into software. Definitely. I think we breathed the word crypto to our accountants and an extra couple of zeros just came on our estimate of how much our service is going to cost this year. So another flip side to that, I guess, in exactly what we did is provided the Coinly report to them and went, guys, look, no, 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 look, it's actually quite straightforward. I haven't been doing any crazy swaps or lots of trading. This is what we do. This is all the information. You're not going to have to wade through Excel spreadsheets. And they're like, oh, Okay. And a couple of those zeros came back off. So if you are really shocked and surprised by your accountant, maybe just give them a heads up of what you've actually got and then see what happens there as well. Yeah, definitely. And there are accountants that specialize in crypto more and more now. That's probably one of the trends I'm seeing as well as people are just making that jump into the space a bit more where they might have an interest in crypto and kind of it's a double benefit. Essentially, they, they know there's not many crypto tax accountants out there, but also, they really love crypto, so they decide to exclusively focus on that. So that is a big trend as well, particularly as more and more people are putting crypto into super. I've seen that as a more and more common topic come up is, can I put my crypto into super and how does that work from an auditing perspective and so on? So yeah, that's also definitely on the increase. Mm-hmm. And a whole heap of other tax rules and regulations around super. So definitely one to, to have a chat with someone who specializes in that before you just start doing it or even doing it with your normal accountant. Like, you know, there's so much complexity to that, particularly with crypto. So yeah, good one to have a conversation on. So Danny, another question that we got from our listeners was, what is the difference between CGT and income tax? So we kind of covered this in the webinar, I know, but can you touch on that for anyone else who may have the same question? Yeah, it's a, it's a common one that comes up. So CGT applies generally if you're an investor, you know, you might have a full-time job outside of crypto and you might be trading crypto to invest in the hope that it goes up in value. That's what most people are holding crypto for at the moment. So if that's the case, CGT applies or capital gains tax, which is essentially the difference between what you've sold your crypto for and then what you've initially purchased it, which is why all the record keeping comes in and is really important to actually do. So you can work out what your capital gain or loss is. You don't have a separate tax for CGT. So that's something that's a bit of a misconception there. There's no separate tax rate as such. So whatever you work out as your end of year summary of capital gains gets funneled into your normal income tax rate. So whatever marginal rate of income tax you pay, you'll pay that rate on your capital gains. But you do have to work out your capital gains separately. So for example, you may have long-term or short-term gains where your long-term gains have a 50% discount applied. So it's slightly different concept of rules that apply for capital gains. Whereas income tax, you won't get those 50% discounts, for example. You won't be able to use capital losses. Whatever is taxed directly as income tax just goes straight on your tax return as income. So almost like if you're earning any extra income from salary or wages during the year. So one example is staking rewards. So if you do earn staking rewards, the AUD value of those rewards will be taxed when those rewards are actually received. And that's outside of the concept of capital gains. So it does get a little bit confusing. Hopefully that breaks it down a little bit. But yeah, there are two separate concepts, but essentially there is all the same tax rate that you pay, which is your marginal income tax rate. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think there's 100% so much misunderstanding here as well because people think, oh, yeah, you know, like I made 10 grand of like my game, my capital gain was $10,000. So, you know, I've just got to pay tax on that where it's like, well, hang on, no, the rate that you pay tax on that depends on your income. And then your income depends on the deductions that you've made for the year. And then back to what we were talking about before, you know, any losses that you've realized in that same year can impact how much capital gains you have to pay. Because again, that bracket of income can change. So it is something when you start diving into it, it does get quite complex. But really, I I think that was a perfect explanation, Danny, to kind of break it down that they weave together and they're intertwined, but they're also very separate at the same time. Cool. Well, Danny, I think the biggest learning from today and every conversation I ever have with anyone on tax in the crypto world is you shouldn't just be sticking your head in the sand. It will catch up with you. You will get a big red letter sent to your house. And so it's really important to, and beneficial guys, if you can be proactive here, they can be some really great benefits to your tax planning. So definitely one to get on top of if you haven't already. Now, guys, if you haven't checked out Coinly, it's a platform that I personally love myself. Danny, can you let everyone know where to find you guys? Yeah, sure. So coinly.io is our main landing page. There'll be a lot of links off that page to various blog articles or guides. For example, there's a complete crypto tax guide for Australia there with a lot more information. So that's a really good place to start. And if you do head over, there is a discount code SWIFTX23 for people that haven't used Coinly and need to get their taxes done. Oh, you look after us too well, Danny. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. It has been amazing to break this down with you, a subject that is often quite dry, but always good to have a bit of fun and break down some stories as well. So thank you for joining us and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Alicia. Thanks for having me on. It's been great to chat. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 